Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Well, happy October 23rd, y'all. Guess what yesterday was? Yesterday was my seven-year anniversary of continuous sobriety. So seven years ago, I had a relapse after two years, and I drank for about a week, not the whole week, but I drank several times within that week, and um, it wasn't a good week for me, let's just say. I realized I am an alcoholic. I realized I can never safely drink again. And I decided to come back into the program and pick up my desire chip, admit to what I had been doing, and start all over again. So I drank for seven years, and uh, I've already been in recovery longer than I drank, but it was a really good anniversary. I got a lot of well wishes from people. I wasn't super contemplative about it. Um, But I am today. I've been thinking today about how miraculous it's been in the last seven years. In the last seven years, I came back from a relapse. I got divorced. I moved twice. Um, I bought the condo that I'm in now. I got married. I went to college. I went to university. I'm now in seminary. I came to faith in Jesus, which is what has sent me to seminary to be a pastor. Gosh, that's just like the highlight reel. Uh, I bought bought into a cottage with my brother and his girlfriend, then got bought out of that cottage. I've been on road trips all over the United States uh, because I prefer to go to the United States whenever I have a chance. Uh, I mean, that's just a highlight reel. I do this really cool practice on New Year's where I go through my calendar because I'm a calendar girl and I pick up my diary and I go through and write down all of the significant things that I went through as I look through my calendar. And it's a really good retrospective and gives me so much gratitude and reminds me of how much we're capable of as human beings, how much joy we can hold, how much pain we can hold, how much recovering we can do, how much suffering we can do, how much we're in denial or don't know anything, and then how much we learn and how wise we become, how many people we meet, the places we go, the ups and downs we have, but at the end of it all, We lived through it all. So I've been very grateful for these last seven years. And what I wanted to say specifically in this podcast is that I haven't done anything extraordinary. I'm not special. I didn't have access to anything that other people didn't have access to. You know, I didn't go to treatment. I went to AA, and that's where I got sober. I was a high school dropout. I just recently went back to school. Um, I didn't have rich parents. I have a wealthy ex-husband. But money doesn't solve anything. And people with money have money problems. And I I have a very different lifestyle now that I'm not married to my ex-husband. But anybody can get this. And I'm not just 
one, I'm not a prime example. I'm just one example of hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that have just done the same thing I did, which was I step one, I admitted I was powerless. So I walked into AA and I just did the rest of the steps and I continue to practice the rest of my steps to the best of my ability on a daily basis in order to not drink because one drink will take away every single thing I have today. One drink, as evidenced by my relapse, may start out fine, but will slowly get worse and will rob me of everything I've worked for. I will lose relationships. I will lose my focus. I will lose my emotional health. I will lose my physical health. I will most definitely lose my spiritual health. So that's what's on the line for me today. My husband said to me yesterday that he knows he'll never see me drunk. And that may raise alarm bells for people in the program because never say never. But it's a confidence he has. And I never want him to see me drunk. I love that I'm in a marriage with a man that rarely drinks. um, As opposed to the man I used to be married to, which there's booze around me all the time. So I just want to encourage you today. If you're in the program and you're struggling, you will get it if you keep coming back. You will absolutely get it. There is no, no reason why me and a lot of people I know get it. And I, I don't know why the people in my circles that aren't getting it aren't getting it. But I do know that I have hope. Every single day I have hope because I see miracles working throughout this program all the time. So I'm going to read the language of letting go today. I feel like, funny enough, I feel like I am not articulating well today. I had an atypical migraine two days ago, and I had no idea that the drugs that I am prescribed for um, anxiety and depression, although depression is not something I suffer from, would not react well to one of the migraine meds I'm supposed to take when I have these atypical migraines, which start as like an aura and then sometimes develop into loss of speech, most usually develop into a loss of vision or perception. And what the combination of these two drugs did was that it caused me basically to hallucinate, which was not fun. So I've already been considering weaning off of my antidepressant because I only went on it during a really horrible time in my life. And I don't like taking medication, so I don't actually want to remain on it. So I'm weaning off right now. And one of the reasons I was like, "Hmm, I think I'd like to wean off is, okay, so my husband... He will resent the term conspiracy theorist, but we'll just throw that out there because that's the only way for me to describe some of his beliefs. And so he's always like, what if the grid goes down? What are you going to do? What if you can't? He's just worried most about, okay, so this is why I have containers for gas and diesel. I have giant Uh, water cooler bottles of water in my closet. I have a little butane stove with several canisters of butane. I have quote unquote survival food in my storage unit downstairs, which is like rice and beans and tuna. Um, I have more flashlights than I can ever use in a lifetime, more batteries than I can ever use in a lifetime, two lanterns in my closet. I have a knife. If we could have guns up here, actually we can. Let's just say this. In Tennessee, he is well armed to protect me. (laughs) And um, he wants to have land down there and grow our own food. So this is a major, like, this dude will protect me to any means necessary. 
And he really appeals to the little survivalist I am where I grew up always worrying I wasn't going to be taken care of. My needs weren't going to be met. You know, I hate to be uncomfortable or my needs gone unmet in any way, shape or form, as I know most of us do. Um, He carries a tool around on his belt called a Leatherman. (laughs) And it's like kind of like a Swiss Army knife, but in a pair of pliers, sort of. And it's got like every tool imaginable on it. And he carries it every day on his belt every day. And in his pocket, every day, he has a little tiny flashlight. And so this man is prepared for World War Z, okay? And one of his concerns is if we ever get to the apocalypse, his concern for humanity, more than anything else, is what if people don't have have access to their meds? That scares him. So... (laughs) One of the considerations for me weaning off of my antidepressant is that very thing. So right now I'm starting the process of weaning off. We'll see how it goes. If it turns out I can't survive without it, no big deal. Then I go back to my regular dose. But at the moment, I am weaning off. I don't know where this... Oh, so this atypical migraine and weaning off the meds, I don't know if it's messing with my uh, synapsis in my brain, but I just feel like my mouth isn't moving properly. All right. October 23rd. Morning cues. There is an important message for us first thing every day. Often, once we get started with the day, we may not listen as closely to ourselves and life as we do in those still moments when we first awaken. An ideal time to listen to ourselves is when we are laying quietly, our defenses are down, and we're open and most vulnerable. What is the first feeling that floods through us? The feeling that perhaps we are trying to avoid during the business of the day. Are we angry, frustrated, hurt, or confused? That is what we need to focus on and work through. That's the issue we need to awaken. When you awaken, what is the first idea or thought that enters your mind? Do you need to finish a timely project? Are you in need of a fun day, a restful day? Do you feel sick and need to nurture yourself? Are you in a negative frame of mind? Do you have an issue to resolve with someone? Do you need to tell someone something? Is something bothering you? Is something feeling particularly good? Does an idea occur to you? Something you could get or do that would feel good? When you awaken, what is the first issue that presents itself? You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to rush. You can lay still and listen and then accept the message. We can define some of our recovery goals for the day by listening to the morning message. God, help me let go of my need to be in resistance to the harmonic flow of life. Help me learn to go with the flow and accept the help and support that you have to offer me. So this reminds me of when I go on retreats and sometimes the most helpful times is when we are given directions after a session to go and reflect on. And for me, this would be a really good time because I love that sentence, the harmonic flow of life. I think a really cool exercise would be to take a piece of paper whether it's now, whether it's tonight, whether it's in the morning, and write down on the top of the piece of paper the harmonic flow of life. 
and write down those things that are interrupting your harmonic flow of life. Maybe you can make it, my friend Amanda paints beautiful things. Maybe you can make a painting of it of waves like water flowing down a river. That's your harmonic flow of life. And you can draw rocks in there. And this one symbolizes the resentment I have against my mother because she didn't invite me to Thanksgiving. And that little rock over there could be the guy who gave me side eye in Costco today. Or it can be any of those things. And as one of my mentors once said to me, be water, not rock, we can learn how to flow around those things. Because sometimes that rock in the water is a loved one who's suffering from Alzheimer's. It's a bounce check and no way to figure out how to cover that. It can be you just had to give up your animal because you can't afford to have it in COVID. It could be a really bad grade you got on a report from work or school. It could be grief. And for any number of things, it can be anxiety over COVID, like who knows what it is. But sometimes you can't remove the rock. And you have to learn how to be water and to flow around the rock. And you know, it's there. And you can see it and you can feel it because if you're flowing around it, you have to adjust. But water is so graceful and it just adjusts. And the sound water makes when it's going over rocks is one of the most beautiful sounds on planet Earth, in my opinion. And we can make those sounds as we move around these rocks in our lives and these boulders. So I think that would be a really cool exercise. I think it takes some contemplation because we are beings that don't ever download or digest things all at once. So maybe make it a practice for just this weekend. So tomorrow, Saturday morning and the next morning, Sunday morning, put the piece of paper beside your bed. And when you wake up in the morning, just sit in quiet contemplation about the things in your life that are interrupting the harmonic flow. And know that you're not alone in it because there's millions of other people that have experienced the same thing. Everyone somewhere is experiencing the exact thing you are right now. And number two, God is there. Even if you can't feel him, even if you can't see him, even if you can't hear him, he's there guiding you. And sometimes the best prayer is just tell me you hear me. Show me you hear me. Bring somebody into my life today to give me a message that maybe I can't hear from you, but I can hear from a human mouth giving me a message. So for all those boulders and rocks in your life right now, I hope you can pick out some of them and the ones you can't. I know how that feels, and we are all flexible enough that we can bend around these rocks. So... For any of you celebrating a sober birthday, congratulations. For any of you that are struggling, congratulations. Because if you're listening to this, it means you're still trying. And where there's a will, there's a way. There's no reason you can't get it. Just surrender to the sovereign grace of God. I promise you it will happen. I was so glad to have this little celebration with you today. If you want to email me, me or Lisa, twosoberchicks at gmail.com or Instagram, Twitter at twosoberchicks. Thank you for being here with me today, and I'll talk to you soon.